Blog Talk Radio. Commissioner T here, the Madden voice. And, you know, my dumbass didn't even realize they just had the Pro Bowl selection show. Um, I was watching wrestling. <laughs> um, let me just whip through the rosters real quick before I bring the guys on. But I'm going to whip through this real quick. Um, so here we go. AFC offense. Hopkins, Allen, Landry, Hill. All right. Uh, tackle, Stanley, Tunsil, Brown. Guard, Yanda, Nelson, DeCastro. Center, Pouncey, Hudson. Tight ends, Kelsey, Andrews. Linebacker, I'm sorry, quarterback. Uh, Jackson, Mahomes, Watson. Running back, Chubb, Henry, Ingram. Fullback, Picard. That's all AFC. Defense, I'm only doing last names if you're listening for your team, you know who your players are. And if you don't know, then you shouldn't be listening to the show. All right, defensive ends, AFC. Bosa, Clark, Campbell. Uh, linemen, uh, Haywood, Jones, Atkin. Outside linebackers, Miller, Watt. Uh, I don't know this guy with the Ravens. Probably should know him. Judon, 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 I don't know. Inside linebackers, Leonard, Hightower. Cornerbacks, Gilmore, White. Uh, Peters, Humphrey, safety, Fitzpatrick, Ooh, Earl Thomas, strong safety, Jamal Adams. Uh, special teams, AFC, uh, kicker, Tucker, long snapper, Cox, punter, uh, Kern, return specialist, Hardman from the Chiefs, special teamer, Slater from the Patriots. That's the guy that's been blocking all of us. All right, NFC rosters, wide receiver, Jones, Thomas, Evans, Godwin. Tackle, uh, Bakhtari. I think that's how you say his name, the guy out in Packers. Smith, Cowboys, Armstead. Uh, guard, Martin, Brooks, Sharif, center, Kelsey, Frederick, tight end, Kittle, Earth, pretty good. Uh, quarterback, Wilson, Breeze, Rogers. Running back, Cook, McCaffrey, Elliott. Fullback, uh, the guy from 49ers. Don't know how to say his name. Uh, defense, Jordan. Bosa, Hunter, uh, interior lineman, Donald, Cox, Grady Jarrett, outside linebacker, Jones, Khalil Mack, Barrett, inside linebacker, Wagner, Kukli, cornerbacks, Lattimore, Sherman, Slay, Jalen Ramsey, free safety, Butter Baker, Eddie Jackson, strong safety, Harrison Smith, special teams, 
Lutz, kicker on the Saints, long snapper from the Eagles, punter from the Redskins, return specialist Harris with the Saints, special teamer Patterson with the Bears. So there you have it. Um, so there you have it. That's the Pro Bowl. Okay? I did that in three minutes. All right, that said, let's bring the guys on. And uh, gentlemen, we are live. Welcome to the Madden Voice. Yo, yo, yo. Yo, what up, man? We got a full house. Been a while. Been a while since we all were together. Yeah. Yeah, So just to um, summarize, Steelers have five in the Pro Bowl. Bears have three. Cowboys have four. So there you go. Mm. Not bad. Not bad. We'll take it. Nope. We, we 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 will absolutely take it. So last week, you know, after after the uh, embarrassment against uh, Doctor Train's very own Chicago Bears Thursday night, Woo-woo! I came on and I played the Super Bowl Shuffle as I said I would because I'm a man of my word, <laughs> and I couldn't I I couldn't do you know what I wanted to do because I couldn't do this. How about you, Cowboys? <laughs> because we lost And you know you don't get to you know Play your team's theme When you lose so last week I did not do this How about you Cowboys You know because we lost <laughs> So therefore last week It didn't make sense to come on here Last How week about Tim Cowboys You know because we lost But you How know How about Tim Cowboys What a difference a week makes so now I can come on here. JP, are you there? This one's for you. Oops, missed the button. How about Tim Cowboys? Yes, sir. Because, because the Cowboys did actually pull out a nice win this week. And yes, you know, y'all did. Yes, gonna, y'all did. You know, and I was going to come on the air early tonight, like about quarter to nine, but then blog talk radio doesn't, you can't do quarter hours. Like, you got to do hours on the half. So it's either 8.30 or 9 or 8 or whatever. But I was going to come on myself for 15 minutes and rant about the lack of respect that the Cowboys are getting after that very impressive win. And all I'm hearing is, well, it's about time. And where has this been? And shut up. Shut, shut, shut up. We've talked all year about parody and how tough the NFC NFC is and hey yes they lost three in a row you know Bears playoff team a year ago they lost to them Bills looking like a playoff team this year lost to them I mean yes it's true but why are you shitting on the game that we just won I'm, I'm not happy you know like let us have our moment we anguish you know what I mean we get a moment and it's like oh where's this been shut up because that was a good old-fashioned ass-whooping. So this week, we're starting with the Cowboys. But we got a lot to talk about. We are going to talk about the Cowboys and then talk about the Eagles and do the Eagles have a chance, um, realistically. I mean, I guess all teams have a chance. But, you know, the Eagles over the last couple of weeks, just they look bad, even though they won. That's the worst-looking bad – that's the worst-looking team that got two wins in a row I've ever seen. I mean, it was just bad. So we're going to talk about that. Um we're going to get an update from Dr. Train on the Bears. They had a tough one. We're going to get an update from uh, K-Star on the Steelers, who are still in the playoff picture. 
Um, they had a tough loss, but still in the playoff picture. We're going to honor Drew Brees and talk about his place in NFL history. We are going to talk about Spygate. Spygate 2. Because more information <laughs> has come out. So now, a week later, I'm wondering what K-Star thinks. Dr. Train wasn't with us last week, so we'll get his take on it. And uh, JB and I get a chance to either update our positions or stand pat for what we thought a week ago because there's more information. And also, we will talk about the very disappointing, and frankly, I don't even really want to make light of it, but the fact that Josh Gordon, again, for the fifth time, and in my opinion, probably the final time, um, it is sad, but he's being suspended indefinitely from the NFL. Now, I will say this on that. We don't know any details yet, and, and, and you know, so we, we will await you know, what the official details are, but, you know, all indicators are not, this is not good. So we'll, we will touch on that. So, that said, let's start with some doggone Cowboys. And let's ask, instead of me and JB starting off and bloviating and bragging and, you know, doing what we do, Let's ask K-Star, the biggest cowboy hater on the phone here. Big guy on the line, on the show. Let's I, ask the hater I mean, like, what he thought. Huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, hater. Yeah. He's joking. Hater. He's sounding like a joke. Yeah, I'm just like, what the fuck? I'm not a hater. I just don't like the dude. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. I don't like the boy. Yeah. I'm not like a hater. Yeah. Nah, man, listen. Hold on. Before I get to it, you can't call me a hater. Like, listen, I, I've seen haters. Okay? Yeah, hater. I've seen haters. Cowboy haters are. are oh, there are worse haters I, than you. There are worse haters than by, you. By far. Yeah. By far. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. But you're a hater. So if you agree anyway, to that, okay. that means you agree that you are a hater. He's a hater. Yeah, I mean, right. I think that anyone, I think that uh, that anyone that's not in the Cowboy thing can be labeled a hater. You know, it seems to be one no. or the other. Just, no, there's some people that just don't care. care. Some people just don't care. Yeah. Like, it's not their team, so they could care less, but. But yeah, you're yeah. you're a hater. Anyway, I, I, and um, sorry, re, re- ask the question. That yeah, so so I'm asking the number one hater on the show, um, right. what you thought of. I'm just curious because I know what I'm going to say. I know what JP's going to say. I have a sense mm-hmm. what Dr. Train's going to say because I've been talking mm-hmm. football with him for over a decade, so I got a good idea where he's going to go. You're the one variable here, K-Star. You're the guy. I don't know where you're going to go with this one, so I want to start with you. Your thoughts on the Cowboys' blowout of the Rams? Uh, definitely an impressive, much-needed win given the last, few, last four or five weeks or so. I wasn't expecting a blowout. I did think that it would be a close game. Uh, the fact that they came out and just destroyed them, um, yeah, it was a really impressive win. Uh, the Rams, so they had a little midseason lag. They started to play really well last few weeks. They started to go more two tight end personnel, started running the ball with Gurley on a more extreme rate um, instead of preserving him. So they seemed to get their stuff turned around and uh, be a formidable opponent, and the Cowboys uh, dismantled them. So that was definitely an impressive impressive win, and honestly, it was unexpected to me that they would crush them. Um, the Cowboys haven't really done well against winning opponents this year, and uh, well, I thought they would win the game. I just didn't think they'd obliterate them, so it was really impressive. Okay. Thank you for that. Train, I'm going to you next. Your thoughts on the Cowboys' victory over the Rams. All right, now, y'all beat the Rams. I'm ecstatic. I thank you very much. Because it helped give me the consolation prize that I needed, you know, that I was looking for. 
considering that we lost <laughs> our game, and now that the Rams got whooped, that means that the Bears will now visit L.A. in L.A. next season at the new stadium. <laughs> now I make sure I have my pudding pop. So I appreciate your efforts on this process. You know what I'm saying? I greatly appreciate it. That's all I'm mad at right, we lost to them anyway. So thank you. I don't think the Rams is all that, all that in a bag of peanuts at all. You know what I'm saying? But hey, we got we got smacked in the mouth. You know, then we turn around, we smack y'all in the mouth. No offense, but then you turn around and you smack the Rams like real hard in the mouth. Now they gonna be sitting at home with us. And that's funny how the Thanks. NFL is from week to week. It is funny. It is funny. It is funny. Um. All right, JB. I know you've been wanting to talk about this game. Yeah, I mean, shoot, it was a great game. I enjoyed every bit of it. Hell, I have enjoyed the commercial. That game was so good. I didn't care. That was lovely. <laughs> Absolutely lovely. And but I will say, I am part of the group that said it's about damn time and where was this all season? Because we've been teased, we've been tantalized. We've been waiting, and in week 15, we finally get the ass whooping of a lifetime, baby. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. I want, I want. I'm, now I want more. I want. Give me some more. I might bust the rhyme old song. Give me some more. Saw that ass whooping coming. Give me some more. Beat that team down. Give me some more. Okay. Um. Yeah, and I know there's a lot of people that are saying, and if the team had not shown effort through those losses, I would be on that page too, but they they, they played their butts off. So, you know, they, it just wasn't coming together, and it finally came together, and I'm ecstatic that it came together. Here's my piece, though. All these analysts out there who predicted that, you know, the Cowboys were going to lose, and, you know, Rob uh, Parker, who used to be on ESPN, now he's on Fox Sports, and I was trying to find his Twitter, but I, I couldn't find it. I, I, I actually got distracted, but uh, I'm going to tweet him, not that it'll matter. But he came on and said the Cowboys will not lose, will not win another game. They're going to lose to the Rams, they're going to lose to the Eagles, and they're going to lose to the Redskins. That's what he said. And I get so sick wow. of these, these, like, just outrageous predictions just because you're on TV. You know, like, there's, there's not a reasonable person in the world that would actually have thought that, that would that would mean the Cowboys would end the year losing six straight games. I, I there's no anybody who knows this football game is not gonna buy that that's the way this team's gonna go out losing six straight games. It's just not gonna happen. But this idiot said it, and he's an idiot. I've always thought he was an idiot. I don't get why he's on TV. I don't get why he's like me. I don't get it. I, he does not impress me at all. I don't think he knows sports at all. I I think he should. He should get fired, and they should give me his job. But anyway, um, a lot of all of the sports, people. Really. Yeah, they really don't. Who, who was and, the person that said this? Rob Parker. Sorry, well, who was the analyst? Oh, Rob Parker. Rob okay. Parker. His 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 yeah. his tagline he likes to say is "No way, no how." If you ever saw him on ESPN, yeah. But you know, all these people that were like the Rams, they won two in a row. They're rounding into Super Bowl form. You know, they're playing for their playoff. This is what I heard all week. This is what I heard all week. They're playing for their playoff lives. Um, 
you know, they're going in one direction. The Cowboys have lost three in a row. They're going in another direction. This is just an ugly formula for the Cowboys. Remember what the Rams did to them in the playoffs. They ran all over them last year. Um, this is just, you know, two teams heading in the wrong direction. And I, I don't think, I mean, the Cowboys just, they haven't given us any reason to believe that they're going to do anything more than what they do. And, you know, this could be embarrassing for the Cowboys uh, at home. Here's what I heard all week from all everybody. There was one or two people that were like, hey, you know, I think the Cowboys may, I think they may, they may break out this game. They may show up. But most of the people said the Rams, the Rams, the Rams, the Rams, because they were, you know, on a winning streak. And this just gets to show you, you know what? When, <laughs> I was about to say when the coin is flipped, but I don't even know if I want to go there. That stupidity that went on. <laughs> um, <laughs> I heard but, about that. Oh, my God. It was, I, I, let me tell you. Oh, I'll talk about that in a second. But that just shows that, you know, when you when you use statistics like only 12% of NFL teams that start out 0-2 make it to the playoffs, and now you got a Pittsburgh team that's on the verge of um, making it to the playoffs after starting 0-3, and, and I don't even know what the statistics are for 0-3, um, it doesn't matter. This team has won four in a row. You know, this team, you know, this team is on a, you know, all of those, it's a, when they go out to play the game, these guys are not thinking about, well, damn, you know, statistically, we don't have a chance to make the playoffs, so maybe I shouldn't play so hard. You know, it, it doesn't work that way. But yet, all these pundits have all these analytics and all these trends, and the Cowboys haven't beat a winning team all year. And yet, I get it. But when that game starts, they're not thinking that. They're thinking, we need to whoop some ass. Or, as The Rock would say, we need to whoop some candy ass. That's what they're thinking. You know, and maybe I think the Rams kind of went in there, read a little bit of their own press, you know, and they kind of went in there and said, yeah, you know, we saw what the Bears did. We saw what the Bills did. Yeah, we're just going to go in there and, you know. And the Cowboys said, not this week. Not going to happen. And they stopped Gurley. I mean, shut him down. They won the battle of the trenches, which in the NFL is one surefire way. Control the line of scrimmage on both sides of the ball. You got a good as hell chance to, to, to win. And the fact that Cobb, Cooper, and um, Gallup, now remember, um, I'm, I'm, I'm slipping on names today. Dak was leading, going into this game, was leading the league in passing yards. Yet Cooper, Gallup, and Cobb each caught one pass in the entire game. And I heard criticism because Dak, you know, well, where was, where was the outstanding, you know, performance? He was 15 for 23 for whatever, 200 yards or something. And I think, I think he threw one or two touchdowns. And, and they're like, and no, y'all blew him out? And we I, him I out. wish, I, I wish Mitch could have those stats. I wish that's we could run the ball about. like that. And, and he can throw 20 sometimes. Have they Thank seen Lamar Jackson's stats? Have, have they seen Lamar Jackson passing stats? That's what I'm talking. They are pedestrian compared to Drew Brees and Aaron Rodgers and everybody else. Pedestrian. Preach. But, but they don't even, they're don't winning even have games. to go that far, though. You don't even oh have my to go God. that far. It's just, just look at the game. You don't even have to go that far. If you run the ball 40-some times, there's only but so many possessions per game, meaning there's only but so many snaps per game. So if you're rushing the ball 40, 45 times 
and getting over 230, 240 yards, it, it, you don't need to pass the ball. So it's the recipe. Exactly. I mean, my goodness. It's the perfect, it's the perfect recipe. You put but you no know, pressure on your quarterback, no unnecessary pressure on your quarterback because of your ability to run the ball well and the ability of your offensive line to blow people off the ball. I wish we could have and, them. And that was the formula back in Dak's first year. That's why the Cowboys were so successful in Dak's rookie year because they controlled the line of scrimmage, they controlled the clock, kept the defense fresh, and wore the other defensive team down. So, absolutely, that's how you do it. And that's that was what they the formula did in the early 90s. I had a d- discussion yep. with a friend of mine who said, that asked me if I thought Eli Manning was super uh, a Hall of Fame worthy. And I said, I would vote for him in the Hall of Fame, but it wouldn't be first ballot. I think he's going to need a few. And mainly because his longevity and two Super Bowls and two Super Bowl MVPs, it's hard to say, you know, you get one, you know, Larry Brown got a Super Bowl MVP, Cowboy player back in the 90s, okay? Cashed it in for a big paycheck with the Raiders and never was heard from again, okay? But, you know, uh, uh, Eli did it twice, MVP twice, and against the Patriots twice, and against Tom Brady. Kind of hard to overlook that and his longevity. I said I would vote for him, but I think it'll take a few ballots. He came back agreeing but then started comparing Eli Manning's statistics with Troy Aikman's statistics, who everyone knows oh is a three champion and a Hall of Famer. And I said – And a completely different compare. era. That's what I said. I said. First of all, it's a completely different era. He goes, yeah, but remember, Eli's had no offensive line. Look at what Aikman's offensive line is. And I'm like, dude, dude, it, it, you know, they have the all-time leading rusher in the background. And he goes, exactly. So his job wasn't as hard. I said, do you know – his touchdown interception ratio, do you know his completion percentage? Do you know, like, there's all these other stats that Aikman had that made him Hall of Fame worthy. The number, most wins of any quarterback in the 90s, you know, like, Eli can't say that in any <laughs> any decade. Like, there, there's a lot more to it. So him and I went back and forth. The point I'm making is, Jay, you hit on it, errors. Back in the 90s, that era, era, era was run the ball, out defense, control line of line of scrimmage. Jerry Jones knows this, was there when that team was put together, has been trying to put a similar team together. We see a game after three losses where they control the line of scrimmage. The, the Rams couldn't run. Now, in case you all forgot, a, a year ago in the playoffs, the Rams rushed for 273 yards on Dallas. We looked terrible and kind of looked that bad against your Bears couldn't tackle Trubisky to save our life. And then all of a sudden, the team remembered how to tackle. And I think the Rams' total rushing yards was like 22 or 23 rushing yards. Total! And the Cowboys rushed for 263 yards. Well, you guys nailed it. When you're doing that kind of production, you don't need to throw for 500 yards. You don't need to throw 40 passes. And you don't want to do that. No, so you don't. So why the Cowboys get criticized? for that is beyond me, maybe because they're the Cowboys. It's just, it's just amazing to me. And you know what, Jay, you said, I felt like 
I could say, where has this been? You know what? You can say, where has this been? Because you're a fan. And because you're suffering through the losses as a fan. We do this show. We're analysts. But the rest of the week, we're fans. And we're sitting there, and we're fans short for fanatics, so we suffer with our team. So we have the right to say, where has this been? But when you're an analyst, you don't got that right to say that. Analyze the goddamn game. And on that very day, on that Sunday, from 425 to 725, the Cowboys whooped the Rams candy ass. Period. Sent them back to L.A. with their tail between their legs, embarrassed. It was, just, it was a whooping. Now, what's going to happen Sunday? We'll get to that. I don't know. What's going to happen the rest of the season? I don't know. But you know what? That game was 48 hours ago. I'm good. <laughs> I'm good. I'm having a good week. My daughter's home. I'm having a good week. You know what I'm saying? It was a great week. Great game. Congratulations, Dallas Cowboys. Let's move on now. We've got other things to talk about. We're going to get back to Cowboys a little bit later when we talk about the Eagles game. Arguably the game of the week. Cowboys win. They're NFC East champions. Host a home game. Don't know who it's against because NFC is changing, you know, each week. The, the seeds are changing, so we'll see. If they lose, well, then we got to go into week 17 to see who wins the NFC East. Talk about that in a little bit. Um, I want to go to train next before we go to K-Star. I, I want to ask Train because I watched the play happen live, and then I watched so many different analysts say, and, and apparently there was even sentiments on the field, that one more lateral could have yielded a touchdown on that last play. And I'm curious, Train, what your thoughts are on that, that specific part of the, of the game. How do you feel about it? Do you agree with that? Do you not agree with that? What do you think? <laughs> it sucks that you got to be in that position for one. <laughs> Let's go and put that out there. You yeah, know, that's you real, gotta, brother. That's real. That's real. <laughs> you you got to play lateral yeah. just to possibly tie the game, not even win, just tie. Right. That's um, but, no, when I watched it, uh, I was like, yep. One more lateral, I think they would have gotten it. Had he had he lateraled the ball when he was when no one was touching him and uh Robinson had was coming up that sideline and he saw him, uh Robinson would have got to the end zone. Yeah. He, he definitely would have got to the end zone. He wouldn't have uh I agree, they, they'd have got hands on him, but he would have he he'd have got there. It's it's and it's uh you are I didn't get a chance to watch the game live, uh kind of being stuck on a cruise and a uh, cruise uh, uh, line that kind of sucks that did not have, yeah. you know, sports available on their little own fancy island. That's a whole nother. Oh God. But I enjoyed my vacation. Don't get me wrong. Um, I'm about to say, what but, a rough life. <laughs> I, mm-hmm. I definitely enjoyed my vacation. <laughs> that is, <laughs> They didn't ruin my vacation. They just could have done a lot of things to make it so much better. But, uh but no, I I saw I saw several replays. I, I you know saw highlights. I saw that play, and I was just like, damn, just so close. But that's how this whole season has been. That's the sum of the entire season, where the Bears have just had consistent letdowns, one after another. Consistently uh, inconsistent. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's like yeah, that's how it's been exactly. Consistently inconsistent. 
So well, I can relate. So, <laughs> uh, I mean, at the end of the year, and I'm sorry if I'm going beyond the question that you asked. I don't know if you had no, any good, good. Problem with that. Uh, yeah, no, Keep going. At, at the end of it, um, people, you know, there are a lot of people that will say, "Oh, they need to move on from Mitch." A lot of people will say, "Move on from Nagy." Um, some people will say, "Get some more talent around them." You know, but you could do all three of those. Um, and none of those would guarantee that Chicago would do any better the next season. The one thing, after watching almost every single game this season thus far, with two remaining, the one thing that Chicago can do that will guarantee we will have a better team on the field the next season, whether we have a winning record or not, is to fix that raggedy-ass offensive line that can't push nobody off the ball. Green Bay came into the game ranked 24th against the run. That is the bottom half, bottom third of the league. And Chicago couldn't even create holes for David Montgomery or Tariq Cohen. That's an offensive line issue. That's a that's a failure to execute. Oh, <laughs> to make it even better, not one single time did their defense play anything less than five defensive backs on a single defensive play. Less than five. So they were either nickel or dime the entire game. Even when it was okay for Chicago to continue to try to run the ball. Yeah, nickel package. And you couldn't create holes or push those guys off the line. And that's been the same thing all season long against teams that have struggled to stop the run when they play somebody else. But when they play against Chicago, oh, my God. They look like world beaters. They look like the best run D in the league because our offensive line has played shitty. That's the one thing that they can fix, and I think Mm -hmm. Chicago will have a better team on the field. I'm not saying it's going to be a better record. I'm not saying it's going to win us a division, but I guarantee you it'll be a hell of a fight every single Sunday if Mitch don't have to pass the freaking ball 30, 40 plus times. He passed the ball 53 times. You know, Train, if, really? I, if, I, can, if, I, can, if I can say, you nailed it earlier when we were talking about my team and now bringing it to your team because your team, in my opinion, what's, what's your identity? I mean, you just said it. I, I, why can't we run the ball if Mitch could do just like what you guys just did? If we could run the ball for 200 yards and Mitch only have to pass the ball 22, 23 times and we could win that way, let's do it. And I think the problem is what is your identity? Are you a running team? Are you a passing team? Are you an RPO team trying to, you know, Mitch did, you know, ran the ball for 80 yards all season till, till Dallas got on the field and then runs all over Dallas. So, I, I, you know, and hey, kudos. You know, great game plan. Whoop our tails, okay? Game was game. I, you, I'm gonna say, it, I'm gonna be honest. 
The game wasn't as close as the score. Y'all whooped us, okay? So what's your identity? What's your identity? And I think that's what I watched the Bears. And I watched several games this year Mm -hmm. the Bears. And I'm sitting there like, what are you guys on offense? What's what's your, you know, and to me, once you figure that out, and I think we're seeing that with the successful teams, and I'm not saying that with Dallas, but I'm talking about the Ravens and, you know, some of these teams, like, look, this is what we're going to do. We said this last week on the show, and I, and I, and I mentioned K-Star because it's kind of like it goes back to the Madden days, right? Hey, this is what I'm going to do. And until you stop me, I'm going to keep doing it. I'm- and, you know, that's what we're seeing in the NFL with the successful teams. Yes. And then some of the un- other teams, it's like, you got, like, figured out. So I say all this to kind of piggyback what you said earlier, but then to ask you, if it's up to you as the man who knows football, knows your Bears, knows your personnel, you just said 50 offensive line, are you saying we need to be more of a running, run first, pass second, or are you saying – Pass first, run second, get a new quarterback. Like, what do you what do you see as the repair job that needs to be done in Chicago? Chicago needs to be a run first team, but I'm not saying beat your head up against the wall, like you like like you know if you run up against a team that's tough against the run, you run up against that's tough against the run. But you can't even you. Let me tell you, man. I sat back and I watched some of the Ravens game, and literally, it is. It is third and one. It is third and two. There is no mystery. There, you know exactly what's coming. It's like being stuck on a train tracks and looking at a train coming at you, and it's pitch black, and all you can see is the light of that damn train. It's coming. What are you going to do? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's the identity I want. It's like, what are you going to do? We about to line up. Blow y'all off the line, get this first down, and keep this drive alive. What are you going to do about it? And I, I, I just yeah. want this, this game, the older I've got, I've just came to understand the more football I watch, it's in the trenches. You yeah, you can go have the best. You can you can have your DeAndre Hopkins, your Michael Thomas. Hey, if you manage to get those, good. But it's in the trenches. Drew Brees can't do shit if he don't have time to throw the ball. And Rodgers looks just like Andy Dalton on a bad day if he don't have time to throw the ball. Damn Lamar right, Jackson Tom Brady. Averaging Look at Tom Brady. 20 passes yep. a game. <laughs> exactly. It's, it's, it's in the trenches. And 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 I don't know if I, I don't know if if our coach, if our coaches, can't get the players to do it, or if the guys are getting out there and they have having brain farts and don't remember how to freaking pull and get a block and get to the second level. But you know, I watched this little YouTube uh, thing. Tate never lies. This guy that breaks down Chicago is even more interesting to watch him when we lose. So I'm looking forward to watching his next one because he breaks it down. So, but. I mean, really, uh, he called our block in a Chinese fire drill. That shit was hilarious. I was just like, wow. Uh, but it, it shows how bad we are at the at the offensive line. And and just like uh, 
Lamar Jackson, just like Dak was able to play this past week. When you're able to run the ball like that, you don't need your quarterback to put up no – if your quarterback has to put up 400-and-something yards passing, trust me, your run game is struggling, and there might be some other issues with your defense. But when they don't have to I mean, do that, I, it's – so, uh, yeah, to I mean, answer your I, question, that's what yeah. I'm saying. Fix the O-line. Yeah, I, I think you saying. nailed it, and I think I, I think you nailed it, and I think that, you know, if you have a rare talent like a Jackson or a Mahomes, um, I commend especially the Ravens who have embraced Jackson and built their offense. They took the guy that was in San Francisco um, – you know, when was you know designed the offense for Kaepernick, and he designed the offense for the Ravens. And you know, uh, hey, <laughs> I, 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 thank God they're in the AFC. So none of us, I mean, K Star, if his team makes it, he may have to see them. But at least you know we won't have to see him and train. If is your team been mathematically eliminated yet? Or are you guys still alive, train? No, no, we're math- we're mathematically out. We needed uh, if we lost. Oh, the Vikings and the Rams had to lose. So the Rams lost, but the Vikings did not. So we are mathematically okay. out. But like I said, the consolation prize, I see my team yeah. this year. So I'm good. You're welcome. You're welcome. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> but, you know, we, you know, I, I don't know what the teams are going to do against the doggone Ravens because that, that guy is just out of this world. Um, but, you know, but, the the, the – the, the, no, I just want before uh, I was going. It sounded like you was going to move on. I do just want to add just a couple of tidbits, some things that I did at least like. the The biggest thing I like, I've watched Michael Gallup tear up all season, be the second, be the be the best number two receiver you can have to Amari Cooper, and I've been waiting to see Anthony Miller finally get there, and for the past. Four solid weeks, that's what I've seen. Our our own one two punch. So I look forward to that. I look forward to the continuation of that next season. And for the love of God, they need to find some way to get to, to get Khalil Mack free, man. They need to figure something out. Jesus everybody is they they double teamed him since we played the Raiders. Hey, don't feel, bad. Uh, don't don't feel bad. <sighs> Aaron Donald, I mean, he he pretty much, I think he maybe had one QB pressure or something or one tackle. Like he he was almost blanked against the Cowboys. It happens, you know. And we're yeah, talking yeah. all world defensive players, and it happens, you know. When yeah. you know, he, he, I I enjoy, I enjoy, and we're gonna get the Spygate too. Um, and don't worry, guys, I'm not gonna keep mm-hmm. you on the show all night. I feel like there's so much to talk about, but. I enjoy watching the top 100 listening to Belichick and, you know, he breaks down and, you know, talks about things and, you know, and I, I, you know, but one of the things he owned up to that I I think every team, you know, look like I think the Cowboys said against the Rams, okay, last game you ran all over us. Gurley's picking up steam again. Last few weeks he's been running good. Everyone's talking about it. If if you're gonna beat us, Gurley ain't gonna beat us this week. Todd Gurley is not gonna beat us. Golf has got to beat us, just like team said against Dallas in many games. Zeke ain't gonna beat us. Mm-hmm. Prescott's got to beat us. I like when mm-hmm. a team says, "Okay, that's your strength. 
then mm-hmm. we're going to take your strength away and figure, you know, who was it? Um, I think it was the Bills against, uh, against us, and Cooper was blanked, you know. Amari Cooper, who had been playing incredibly, and then he was totally blank, took him completely out out of the game, and uh, and I and I enjoy that. I enjoy when I see that, and I think when when you're the other team, other team, then we've got to whether it's Dallas with Chicago, and it's like okay, Max, an all world pass rusher, all world defensive player, like one of the best top three players, top two players, maybe the best player in the NFL, and if the other team yeah. says. I don't know who's on defense going to beat us, but it ain't going to be Matt. And that means the other 10 guys, <laughs> time for them to say, okay, go ahead. You keep doing what you do. We got you, bro. We're going we gonna to do what we do now because we know they're taking you out of the game, so we're going to go. We're going to do what we got to do. Because you guys know y'all watch football, right? So they double-team Mac, They double-team Lawrence. They double-team Bush. They double-team somebody, you know, Donald. Somebody's free. So what's that motherfucker yeah. doing? What's he doing? Because <laughs> somebody's oh, somebody free. What are you doing? Because we need you to step up. And the problem is, in too many cases, them, them, those guys are not stepping up. The other guys, yeah, they've so relied on the superstars to be superstars. When the Belichicks and all these brilliant minds of the world shut down the superstars, the, the role players, in too many cases, on teams like mine, trains, and us middle-of-the-road team, they're not stepping up. And that's got to change. I mean, so this week in Dallas, it did change. But most of the season, it didn't change. It's got to change. We need, we need everybody. We need the role players. Step up. Do your job. You know what I mean? Have some pride. Damn. Sorry, guys. Just, it's emotional. No? Okay. Um, no, you're right. You're right. You're definitely right about that. We need, uh, That's the answer to it when you get your win they Locking down your best man. Yep. So, uh, K-Star, you've been awfully quiet. You know, what, 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 what are you doing over there, man? You, you haven't said much. What's going on, man? No, nah, I was just listening to you guys go back and forth about that. You really can't much to say. Yeah, you all right over there, man? You know, you cool? Bro, I'm good. I'm good. Okay. Just checking on you, man. You know? I So, how I like K-Star, like... Like he's in Florida, right? So you know, I picture K Star like you know with a head headset on, um, you know, headset, his cell phone, with a cocktail in his hand, sitting outside, probably seventy degrees, you know, sitting outside, chilling, <laughs> you know, you know, I'm sitting over here with three, four inches of ice outside. Hate all you guys. Yep, we had an ice storm hit us today. <laughs> hey, you I know, see you, K Star, man. It's beautiful weather, ain't it? <laughs> oh, it's pretty, man. It's real nice. Hate, real nice. Hate all of you. And I don't just like left Miami. <laughs> I don't care. I really don't. I don't. I don't care. <laughs> oh, I just don't. Jesus. Uh, all right. Anyway, change the subject. K Star. So, um, so I just saw Hodges is going to start for you guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, so help us understand. You guys had a had a had a tough loss, but against tough a competitive loss, team, but... nothing really to hang your head about. Um, so what's the what's you know how do you see the roster with Hodges? You guys, I believe, have dropped to the sixth seed if the season ended today. Yep. And how secure? I haven't looked that closely, so you'll have to educate us all. I guess talk about your seeding, how confident you are about getting into the playoffs, and what do you think about you know it? it 
is Hodges your guy? Like, is, has Tomlin committed that he's going to carry the run, or could we see Rudolph back in if Hodges – like, what's going on with, 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 with your team? Uh, as far as the quarterback situation goes, it seems like Hodges likely will be the start of the remainder of the year. Um, that could change. I mean, it's pretty variable, right? Like, if, if the Steelers were to win this upcoming game versus the Jets, which is at New York, and uh, Hodges throws a few picks. Maybe they turn to Rudolph. There's all no. I mean, the the difference between these these two are pretty minimal. You know, pretty minimal. Um, they both have had a four pick game now <laughs> on the year. Really wish Big Ben was playing quarterback for us, but it is what it is. As far as that goes, um, you know, yeah, it's it's the season end of the day. Steelers will be the sixth seed. Still looking pretty good. Still secured their spot with that win. Uh, next two games are at New York Jets and at Baltimore. Um, good news is the Baltimore game, Lamar Jackson is not going to be playing, apparently. We're playing the RG3. They have, uh, at least they've discussed doing that since um, they, they pretty much already have their situation locked up, from what I can tell. Yeah, they have a first run by. So, um, yeah, these are two really winnable games. You know, um, at at the Jets next week, and uh, if the Steelers just need to win one. Next, ideally, if they win the next two, they will get in the playoffs. But they can win next week, or win one of the next two. And so long as uh, Tennessee um, drops uh, a game within those two weeks, if they win one game, then they have the tiebreaker with Tennessee. Uh, so they're looking pretty good. There's there's multiple routes to making the playoffs for them. Um, as far as what the capacity is once they make the playoffs, you know, don't have the highest expectations, you know, that we have an elite defense, but as you can see, our, our offense is immense worse than the league. It's the bottom three team yards for play, um, scoring, pretty much every metric you can find. Our offense is just the worst, one of the worst in the league. And it doesn't matter who's playing quarterback, that's not going to change this year. Do you think Hodges is the guy? Like, if you were Tomlin, would you stick with Hodges? Would you go back to Rudolph? Um, you're right. I mean, I think the eye test, I think they're pretty similar. Um, I probably personally would give an edge to Hodges. Um, you know, but, you know, but, uh, you know, it ain't that huge of a difference. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, for the coin, they both are pretty bad. Um, <laughs> you know, I think it's. I mean, seriously, you know, there's really hardly any difference. But it's true. I mean, you know, I mean, Hodges is the fourth string quarterback coming into the year uh, in training camp. So Rudolph, he does not. Rudolph doesn't have an excuse to be this bad. You know, he was a second round pick a couple of years ago. So was, that's, that's fucking terrible. Um, but at any rate, you know, it, it, so long as they're in the playoffs, they have, they have a chance to, to make a little bit of noise. But I don't think they're going to go far beyond that. Or offensive wards are just too too prevalent. You know, so. Um, they, of course, you know, definitely want to make the playoffs. Expect the series to make the playoffs, and anything can happen from there. But, man, our offense is such trash. The one thing I will say is Juju Smith-Schuster should be coming back. I think it's next week. Uh, we need him. We need some offensive life. We got James Conner back. That was nice. Um, but, you know, we, we need all the help we can get on offense along the way. Yeah, you know, and, and like we talked about last week, you know, I think your team, my team, I mean, they're they're saying – you know, we go in and, you know, you know, not not much is going to happen. But this isn't the NBA. This isn't Major League Baseball. This is one game. 
and we've seen what one game can mean and any anything can happen in one I mean Atlanta just beat the 49ers okay you know so I mean we you know there's there's games like this that we can find all throughout the NFL this year and just shake our heads and say how did that happen but it happens and so um if you get into the tournament anything's possible you know and all these guys making all this money trying to predict what's going to happen and you don't know nobody knows nobody knows can i just say one quick thing about that come that on with it come on with it brother there with the you know i think um matter of fact it it it, it, it this is what it feels like but i know we got some of these aunts that have played football before uh and i understand it's you know you gotta say something sparky when you on TV, but when people look at the fact that Atlanta beat the Forty Niners, uh, sometimes we gotta consider that teams with winning records like the Forty Niners had, like the like the uh, uh, the Seahawks. Um, well, you can probably probably not put the Ravens. They they pretty they've been pretty pretty strong, but a lot of their games sometimes come down to really one score. Yeah. They they manage to edge it out. They manage to be the team to make that play at the end to give them the win. And you can probably go back and look on everyone's record and see a ton of one-score wins or one or two plays that literally change the momentum for them to get it late. I mean, you can, everybody can look at, well, Atlanta, you know, look at their record, but Atlanta is a scary team to play. Freaking Julio Jones out there. Really? You want to cover that all day? That's not easy. Yeah, we know Matty Ice stunk it up. He, He messed it up in the Super Bowl, but still, the dude can throw. Austin Hooper, their defense was was kind of top-notch a couple was. years ago without all those injuries. It was. was. Yep. But I just say that to simply say you you definitely cannot look at these teams' records and mark up your sheep and think that the winning team is just going to get it just because. Because it's this. Football has matchups. And some yep. teams don't match up well with some teams. They really don't, no matter how bad the record looks. But the, yeah, let's, that's, that's let's, called any given it, Sunday. It, in, in fairness, though, I didn't see that coming because the 49ers, I mean, we just watched the 49ers and the Saints in one of the most amazing games I've seen in a long time where Garoppolo looked like Joe Montana reborn out there. And, you know, a, a 48-46, I mean, Drew Brees puts up 46 points and loses, you know, and this is the same Drew Brees who last night, uh, last night, or, yeah, last night. That was last 29 night. That was last for, night. That was ridiculous. Yeah, 29 That's for 30. 29 That's for 30. The Colts ought to be ashamed of themselves, okay? We were talking about all NFL The Colts ought to be ashamed of themselves, and I'm not trying they to get should. away from your point train, but I, there's no way on this earth that Drew Brees, as great as he is, should go 29 of 30. Okay, that's just insane. But this hey, is the did you same see his quarterback. Pocket? Yeah, did you clean. see the pocket he's coming yeah. from? Oh I, my I, gosh, I man! Went 20, 
I could have went 20 for 30 in that pocket. <laughs> I'm just saying. I could have went 20 for 30. He never had anybody Seriously. around him. It was stupid. Clean. It was, it was, I'm serious. The Colts ought to be ashamed of themselves. That's it. That's the difference between the Dallas Cowboys and, and a team like, they just, they just didn't play. I ain't seen the Cowboys, you know, not put out effort. That team, I don't know what they were doing last night. It's embarrassing. But the point I'm making is I'm surprised because I just saw a week ago a game that was phenomenal where the 49ers looked like world beaters, took out the Saints, who last night we saw what they did. And so even though on paper the Falcons have some talent, they've been very underachieving this year, very much yeah. underneath. You yeah. know, and Jay's talked about that a bit because he's down there and, you know, he, he feels a little bit of that pain being the local guy for that team. So I, I, mean, I was surprised. I didn't, I didn't see that coming. I really didn't. Only because the 49ers had played at such a high level. I was like, yeah, okay, you know, you, you know, but you're right, though, Train. Your your point is right on point, and it's kind of it's kind of what I, I I was saying that to say, you know, my team gets in the playoffs, K Star team gets in the playoffs. You can't just say these are teams that are barely over 500. Oh, they're one and done. You right. don't know that. You don't. You you just don't know. Mm-hmm. So. Um, all right. Um, oh, by the way, let me take a minute, if y'all don't mind. My young lady's listening, and she's not feeling good, okay? She got a sinus infection. I talked to her a little while ago. She sounds a mess, not not, not in a in a sick way. She just sounds oh, horrible. I feel so bad for her. So, sweetheart, I know you're listening. Um, get some rest. I kind of, I'm glad she's listening. I appreciate the support. But at the same time, I wish she was sleeping, because you know, when you get those things, your body needs to sleep. And that sleep is really when the body is it resets and fixes itself. So I wish I would kind of, you know, go to go to sleep. So thank you for listening, but get some sleep so you can feel better. She's got a concert later on this week that she's going to with a girlfriend. Right. She's so excited and I want her to be Andrea Bocelli. I don't listen to that stuff, but she does. So hey, good for her, you know. Um but anyway, so I just want to throw that out there. Um so let, let's let's um, let's talk. We've we mentioned let's Drew Brees. I guess my question is: We know he's great. We know he's going to the Hall of Fame. Um, but I, I, I get intrigued when people talk about Brees, Brady, Manning, Rogers, um, and it's almost like they put everybody ahead of Brees, and yet Brees has pretty much all the records, <laughs> but he gets put at the bottom of the list and, you know, because, I mean, he's got one Super Bowl, Manning's got two, you know, we know Brady's got too many um, and Rogers is still playing, <laughs> you know, uh, he's a little younger. Um, but I guess I'm going to ask you guys, you know, if, if, if we, I, I guess I'm trying to figure out a way to ask this question. I'm going to ask it this way. All right. So let's use the, the, the very commonly used Mount Rushmore, right? So if there was a Mount Rushmore of quarterbacks and you had to pick four quarterbacks, you can answer it one of two ways, whatever you guys want. You can name all your four, or you can just simply say, yes, he would be on my Mount Rushmore if you want, whatever you guys want to do. But I guess the question is, because my, 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 I've felt for a long time that Drew Brees is the most underappreciated first ballot Hall of Famer quarterback ever underappreciated um not one 
NFL MVP. Manning's got five. Drew Brees doesn't have one. Drew Brees is breaking every Peyton Manning record out there and beat Peyton head-to-head in the Super Bowl. It is his only Super Bowl, but he beat Peyton head-to-head. Okay? And yet not one league MVP. Not one. It's it's a travesty. Now, I, you know, I go back and look at all the league and look at, you know, who won. And shit. But to, to look at his career, you know, what did Brett Favre have? Three, four, two, three, four? I don't remember how many he had. You know, he had a handful, too. Manning, five. Yeah, three. You know, yeah, okay. Uh, Brady, how many does Brady have? Two, three, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Drew Brees doesn't have one. Not one. 40 years old. Not one. So I guess uh, let's start with JB on this one. We'll start with JB. Um, would he be on your Mount Rushmore or not, or do you want to name your four if you can? It's up to you, however you want to answer it. Well, I think naming would probably be a little difficult off the top of the head, but I think he'd at the very least be a part of that conversation, and I absolutely agree. I think he's probably the most underrated of all the quarterbacks out there in that upper echelon. His name deserves to be up there, and let's not forget, this is a guy that had a significant shoulder injury, had to have reconstructive shoulder surgery back when he was with the Chargers, and they basically casted him off uh, for nothing. He was about to sign with the Dolphins, and they didn't even pass his physical. He lands with the Saints and blows up. And he is, he's been he's been such a huge part of the NFL and it's such a huge part of that resurgence down in Louisiana. You, you can't even quantify that, but we'll stick to just football. The dude has had, he's had, what was it, um, Michael Colston, hey. seventh-round pick. Hey, hey JB. If I remember. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to just jump in because you kind of didn't answer the question. You said your answer, <laughs> you're giving your, your, your answer was he would be part of the conversation. We don't we don't do that on this show. You got to be definitive, okay? If you don't want to name okay, all four because you're not prepared, I understand that. That's fine. But would he be one of the four? Is the question not he be part of the conversation? Nah, 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 nah. You got to come better than that, bro. Bring okay. it. Uh, Oh, let me then let me let me answer that question with the question before I can really answer it. When we say the Mount Rushmore quarterback, are we talking active or all time? All time, because okay. you can't have a Mount Rushmore quarterback and not have Tom Brady on it. That's a given, and he's still playing. So I mean, you know, so yeah, all time, active, inactive, oh. retired, living, dead. Rich, poor, All right, that's black, a- white, black, white. All right, so ooh, that I mean, it really doesn't change much because all right, we'll put Brady in there. I always put Montana in there, so that's two right off the bat. Uh, I put Manning in there. Um, damn, I guess I would have to put him uh, at number four. I would like to put the likes of Marino in there, but having that Super Bowl means something. And, and Marina doesn't have that Super Bowl. So I would have to put him in there because he's got it. Uh, and, and for everything that I've just mentioned, the fact that he's had receivers come and go, he's had offensive linemen come and go. The, the mainstay, luckily, has been Peyton, uh, Sean Payton, the head coach. Running backs have changed, but the system has always been in place. Coach has always been in place. And he's produced. 
And up until the thumb injury, he's been rock solid in terms of health. And we've always talked about your biggest ability is your availability. So he's had the longevity on top of it. So if I'm looking at active, inactive, all time, uh, at this very moment off the top of the head, I'd have to put him in there, number four. Okay. Here we go. I like it. Okay, definitive. Uh, K-Star, same question. I'm curious. This is a good one for K-Star. <laughs> same question, K-Star. Is he top five? Uh, Mount Rushmore is four. So, not top five. Mount Rushmore, four. Yeah, he's not in my Mount Rushmore. I'm just saying that now. Drew Brees yeah, of course is awesome. he's not. Drew Brees is an awesome player. Here we go. But Here we go. Here, here comes the homer. Homer alert, but, everybody. Homer <laughs> alert. It's not even a homer alert. It's strictly about Drew Brees. But the problem with Drew homer Brees alert. is the fact that once the playoff lights hit, you know, that pumpkin, it strikes midnight. When you look at his numbers in the playoffs compared to the regular season per game and how he performs, it's night and day and not, not in a good way. Um. You know, one Super Bowl win, one appearance, one appearance. Uh, definitely been close a couple of times, but um, I think he needs to bolster that resume. You know, you have Peyton Manning, you have Tom, you have Joe, you have John, you have Brett. I mean, hell, Ben has more appearances Joe. in the Super Bowl, more Who's wins Joe? there. Who's Joe, Joe Montana. Oh, Joe okay. Montana. Okay. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> I think if Breeze gets another Super Bowl ring, he's definitely definitely there. Um. But I really do think it's contingent on that, which, you know, he's had such a great career, but his playoff runs have been pretty lackluster so, uh, relative so, so, to some of these so, other guys. So if you don't mind, who would your four be? Because you're doing the same thing JB did. You're trying to gloss over it and just throw names. and I'm not letting you get away with it. He came and stepped up. JB stepped up and gave us four. So you got to do the same now. Okay, if you're not going to put it then who is your four? No, I got it. I got it. I mean, for me, it's Tom Brady, it's Joe Montana, it's Peyton Manning, um, and it's it's you know either Brett Favre or John Elway at, at four. You can interchange either one of those two for me, and I'm cool with that. Hmm. Okay, last for me. Okay, go ahead, Doctor Train. Listen, man. I'm going to be real with you. I hate the Mount Rushmore. That's just me. But, and the reason why I hate it is because there's a lot to measure the quarterback from. You know, a lot of people like to run all the way to, they they look at the wins, they look at the stats, but then they be like, oh, but the Super Bowls. Um, I'm not saying I exclude Super Bowls. I'm just saying no quarterback has won a Super Bowl by himself ever in the whole history of football. Well, Train, just to help you out here, it's your Mount Rushmore, yes. so you define it as you see fit. Thank you. So with that said, I, I, I'm not going to give you a four, but I would simply say Drew Brees belongs in it, period. Okay. I simply, I simply put it this way. And T, let me take you back. Let me take you back to 2011, 12, maybe. Philip Rivers just got drafted. 
Drew Brees played like crap the year before. Then he turned around and all of a sudden came alive. I can remember where I was standing. A little farther back than that, but go ahead. (laughs) I can remember where I was standing when I was talking to you. We was going back and forth before the Madden voice. There was just two voices. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And we were like, you were like, train. They got to move on for us. I said, T, he's playing too well. They can't afford to. They got to hold him at least one more year. The Chargers held him one more year. He caught his injury. The Saints picked him up, and you know where the story goes from there. I'm mm-hmm. sorry, man. Mm-hmm. This dude, this dude balls. Drew Brees is not the reason why the Saints have not won Super Bowls. <laughs> it's not. Mm. It's never has been. This guy has been dangerous week in and week out when you play the Saints ever since him and Peyton came together. Yes. His stats are ridiculous. Mm-hmm. And, no, he don't have a ton of postseason to show for it, but they've all, they've, they've always been a competitive team. Simply because offensively, man, they all they they, they come in at at, at plus twenty one. <laughs> they step off the bus at plus twenty one. Mm. So, passing error or not, whatever you want to call it, if it's the passing error, he shattered it. Mm-hmm. He has shattered it, and that's quarter to me. That's what a quarterback does. Okay, he understands how to offensively lead his team because he can't play defense, not a lick of it. Mm. All he can play is keep away. Mm. So I don't have – I'm not going to go to the top four because I just feel like there's That's so right. much football that I don't know about. You know what I'm saying? You know, I, I only start watching it as at a particular age, and there's so many – quarterbacks out there that have, you know, shattered records and did things during a time that there was no passing error. But if you ask me whether Drew Brees belongs or not, you're damn right he belongs in there, period. I'm sorry. You can't mm. just dismiss what that man has done and then, you know, say, well, he wasn't playing back here or, you know, let's look at John Elway and Marino and Bradshaw and, you know, all these other guys. Look, that dude is killing it. And even those guys will tell you, yeah, he belongs yeah. in. So thank you. And and I will commend K-Star for not, when he did say his name, I didn't hear Big Ben. So I, I will give him credit for not putting Big Ben in over uh, Drew Brees. I will give him credit for that. Um, so, yeah, to me, it's a, it's, it's a no-brainer to me. Um, when you look at everything that this man has done in a passing error, at the same time that Peyton Manning, that Tom Brady was playing, and he's taking all their records with a Super Bowl win, with okay, he's got Michael Thomas, he's had you know Marcus Colston, um, but if you look at his slay of receivers over the years, uh, there hasn't really been anybody. You know, there's no Randy Moss. I mean, I guess you could say Michael Thomas is kind of the modern day Randy Moss I, I guess I mean I say that carefully because you know 
Moss's top three wide receiver in, in history. So, um, but you know, Michael Thomas is certainly a bad man. So you could you could certainly put him at a very high level. Um, but outside of Michael Thomas, he's never had. You know, even Colston wasn't. He wasn't top five. He was more of a possession, like a Keyshawn Johnson uh, receiver. Um, you know, he hasn't had the weapons had around him. Yes. I'm sorry. Yeah, he said he said just all right players. Like I, I was just thinking, like he had Joe Horn, who was decent. Jimmy okay. Graham. Joe Horn with Joe. Jimmy Graham. Yeah, no, I'm saying, I'm, I'm saying, I'm saying he had some eye right players. Yeah, all right players. Like Jimmy Graham was pretty good. Yeah, he was right. actually pretty awesome for years but that's about it he was okay when, when, when we see when we see you know uh kittle kelsey gronkowski jimmy graham's like yeah no sorry um but i i think for me it's about the entire body of work and you know when you get out when that quarterback takes your team out do you feel like you have a chance to win and that Saints team under him and and with uh uh, Peyton is, you know, we've talked quarterback, head coach, like they're one of the best, most successful quarterback head coach combos in the history of the NFL. Obviously Brady and, 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 you know, Belichick be number one, but after that, they're, they're up there as far as number of wins and the success that they've had. Um, so in, in a passing error to not include the top passer in that error to me is, is just blasphemous. To me, it's just insane. He is the top thrower of the ball in an era when, you know, when no one was throwing for 5,000 yards and he did it four times before anybody else finally caught up to him. Every year, 5,000. Like, he was doing it like passing out candy on Halloween. 5,000 yards. Which really, to, to no name. bro. 5,000 in vain, though. Every year. What? What do you mean in vain? It's been in vain, man. A lot of those years, they didn't really do a whole. Like, my thing with Drew Brees is you know what awesome you know what I player, noticed man, is when you were he's, he's not he's opinion, never he's I, never been dominant. I, I noticed that I didn't interrupt you though when you were giving your opinion. I let you spin, <laughs> right. and you've not interrupted You're me right. twice as I'm trying to get my. Opinion. I'm, I'm glad he said what he said though. I'm pound. I'm waiting and I'm waiting. Yeah, you can jump on him. I am. Well, I'm like a baby Simba on you, boy. Wow, and she just wait. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, so at, to finish my point, though, in a passing era, the guy as you know, if we're sitting up there and we give my, uh, Marino all this credit for the one 5,000-yard season he had, one Super Bowl appearance, one, never went back, and he's a Hall of Famer, and so many people, you know, talk about him being one of the greatest passers of the ball ever and give him all this credit. Well, in all honesty, he can't he can't he can't even sit in a conversation with Drew Brees. Can't even sit in the same conversation. Everything Marino and Marino and I watch Marino. I'm probably maybe the only guy on this call that can remember watching Marino like live every week or any time they was on TV. No, I, I watched him. Okay. Well I remember he was in the same house with me. You were in the same house with me, of course yep. you did. Um, yeah, I, I but, remember watching him at Pittsburgh, too. Right. So, yeah, so my, my, my point is, you remember watching him at Pittsburgh? You were kind of young, bro. I remember him watching watching at Pittsburgh, yep. Yeah, okay. I was going to say you were kind of young. Yeah, and that was like, okay. Um, but anyway. Yeah, I so, still see. <laughs> no, no, I know. I just know you was watching. Okay, but anyway, I, I'm just saying is, 
let's give credit where credit is due. This guy has rewrote the record books and done it in a winning fashion. It's not hollow yards. It's not we're getting blown out and he's coming back every game and throwing for four or 500 yards. He's doing it with winning records many seasons, going to the playoffs. You know, hey, this, this Saints team the last two years should have been in the Super Bowl, if you ask me. Okay? You know? So, you know, you, you got the, the Minnesota Miracle. That was a defensive issue. And then you got that damn bullshit pass interference call. Two years in a row, Saints could have been in the Super Bowl. And if they win one of those, what conversation are we having? So, you know, and those were not his fault, <laughs> as Train alluded to. So I'm just saying, underappreciated, should have won at least at least two MVPs. And I may at some point go back and tell you the years he should have won. And a phenomenal, phenomenal quarterback. And I'm telling you, um, if the ball, if you got one drive to score, and you look at the history of this game, I can make an argument Drew Brees is the guy to get you in that end zone. Some people will say Peyton Manning. Some people say Tom Brady. Old heads will say Joe Montana. But I got to tell you, Drew Brees, he's, he's in that conversation too. All right, I've, I've said my piece. All right, yeah, let me get back on Brees real quick. Brees is an amazing player. He's definitely, like, top seven. I would like to see a little bit more success in the playoffs from him to sustain that level of play. A little more He's been unable to do. Hey, hey, let me finish. Let me finish. Yeah, that matters. I will. Because we're talking about a totality, the totality of a career. You have to wait. Uh, playoffs and factor it in there. You can't just ignore it and say, oh, well, it's, it's the team. Well, it, okay. I don't disagree with that statement. Win. Go ahead. Yeah, well, let me just let me just finish. You could tell me what you agree and disagree with, Karen. Um, you know, but the thing with with Drew Brees is, you know, the question comes up all the time: like, is Drew Brees underrated? It's like, okay, well, I don't, I don't think he was necessarily ever underrated. I think he was properly rated because you look at this era of, of players around him. You have Tom Brady, you have Peyton Manning. Uh, you have Freeze himself. You have Ben. All those guys went to more Super Bowls and won more Super Bowls. Um, you know, Brady and, and Manny hogged all the MVPs, really, uh, especially Manny, for quite a while. Um, and so, you know, it's like, okay, well, three of those guys were in the AFC, right? In the NFC, you had Breeze, you had Aaron Rodgers, okay? So the market was cornered in the AFC for quite a while. But the NFC, you only saw Breeze. He only saw Rodgers emerge in, and make a civil appearance one time in their careers. So, for me, it's like he's been properly rated because his success, as high as, as incredible as it's been in the regular season, it reaches a plateau once in, for a reason wants to make the playoffs. I mean, this is the same team that lost to the 7-9 and Seattle Seahawks in the playoffs. Okay? I... Drew, Drew Brees again is an awesome player. I'm willing, I'm open to change my mind if, if he's able to secure at least one more. But it, there's there's a reason why I think he's been properly rated relative to the other great quarterbacks within this era who have all had uh, in different in different in the playoffs rather way more success mm. um, from mm. every different every perspective. And we look at the ta- totality I'm, of it. I just I'll be I want to say one Not thing, yet, and then I'll let train. I'll let train. But I just want to say one thing. Case that you can't 
sit here and agree with me when I say we go into the playoffs and and anything can happen. And then then you a half hour later bring up how the Seahawks beat the Saints with a seven and nine record. We just acknowledge that in the playoffs anything can happen. The Seahawks won their division. They did enough to win their division. And guess what? Right. It's a home game. And they got the win. So, you know, you can't have it both ways. Then you hold it against this guy, but then you just acknowledge that, yep, that's football. One game, anything can happen. It's one game. But Drew Brees has been oh, in this. Sorry. Drew Brees is 40 years old. Drew Brees is 40 years old and has made this rule one time. That's more than just one game. He's been in playoffs several times. That's my point. Because Lord knows if a Delvin Hodges led Pittsburgh Steelers make it at six seeds and mess around to win their first game with a. In the playoffs, folks are really going to flip a lead. Like, what the hell? No. Nah, Look here, man. Okay. Look here. Look here. It's <laughs> a, one simple question. How many uh, how many defensive plays Ben Roethlisberger should play on? What's the defensive what? position? What's, what's Ben Roethlisberger's defensive position? Well, I mean, the man didn't make a, a game-winning uh, tackle. Come on, man. What's his, de- what's hey, his defensive <laughs> position? Uh-huh. Get to What's me. The point, the point is, dog, regardless of how many yards a quarterback point, regardless of how many points he put up, if the other half of his team can't stop people from scoring, can't stop the team from moving the ball, it doesn't matter. No quarterback in the history of football can win a single game by themselves. So, dis- so to dismiss him because you say his – Playoff performance has not been well when he's one of the most dangerous quarterbacks in the league that has had below subpar defenses to play on his team. I mean, his defense has been god awful. Preach. I mean, he puts up 34, the other team puts up 35. He puts up 50, the other team puts up 51. What do you want him to do? But see, I forget. You're the guy that would rather have the quarterback to throw, throw six touchdowns in a game and y'all still lose by two, one or two points, and you good with that. You said as much last year after Patrick Mahomes. Hey, hey, you said as much last year after Patrick Mahomes went off in the game against the against the Rams, and I said, hey, he should take care of that ball a little better and he'll help his team win. You said, no. He put up all them points. They should should win. I'm sorry. What what defensive position Patrick Mahomes play? I'm waiting. All I hear is cricket. Motherfuckers chirping, too. Look here, dog. You cannot just grade these guys off lack of playoffs. It's not fair to their not. careers because they play they play one position, bro. They play one position. They can get out there and move the ball on every single drive and score three or seven on every single drive. <laughs> and if their defense is like the floodgates open, can't stop a toddler from going from one end of the field to the other, there's nothing they can do. The game is not just won by the quarterback. 
I get sick and tired of hearing this shit. I'm past it now. I give a damn about a passing era. They cannot win games by themselves. But as far as Drew Brees is concerned, playing the quarterback position, this dude has been one of the best. Ever. I agree. I, I agree. Ever. We Ever. don't disagree there. Playoff We're or asking about, playoff, about Rushmore. He has, he has been the best. He's been amongst the best. He's not but, been the best. No, but, no, but, nobody but K, has K, been K able star. to touch him. K-Star, K you're overlooking our glaring, like, be, before Breeze, the only 5,000-yard passer in history was in 84 and was Dan Marino. Breeze has done it. I'm going to count the number of times he's done it. One, two, three, four, five times. Three times in a row. He's on his fourth year in a row of throwing over 70% completion percentage, and he's done that six times in a row. He's never had more interceptions than touchdowns like another quarterback that you put on the Mount Rushmore, and so did I, that has two Super Bowls, but his last year um, had more interceptions than he had um, touchdowns. Like, you know, he, he's six years in a row over 100 yards, 100 uh, quarterback rating, the old 158.3 quarterback rating, although he had a 148.3 last night, which I don't understand. 29 for 30. Yeah, I don't get that. And he didn't uh, have yeah, a first I thought that should have been 150. That wasn't one. That wasn't even. That, a, I thought. I thought it was 153.8. No, it was 158.3. Is perfect. 158.3 is perfect. It was 148.3. It's unbelievable. But I mean, what when you're looking at what a quarterback. Wow. It was 148. Some bitch yeah. have been too. I'm sorry. 148.9. I'm looking at it right now. Um, but oh my, my, my point is, and then and then I'll okay, so you can respond. But my point is, when you're looking at what a quarterback's job is. It's hard to argue that that for him he goes out and does his job arguably better than anybody in the history of the game. Arguably, I mean the numbers scream consistency like we've never seen before. Not even Tom Brady can boast these numbers over the length of time that Drew Brees has done it. And so you make the point and train already addressed it about wins and losses and playoff appearances, but that does also focus in on the team aspect of it as well. Eli Manning, who I would put in the hall of fame, but a lot of people wouldn't because the defenses are what won those Super Bowls. The defenses are what got mm-hmm. them to those Super Bowls. Mm-hmm. So I, I would, I would hear that argument and I would be like, you're making a good argument. I myself would say, man, I can't ignore the fact that the dude's got two Super Bowl MVPs and beat Tom Brady both times. I'm sorry I can't ignore it. So that would be my rip up. And I'm a Cowboys fan, but I'm holding on to my football integrity. But I'm just saying, and you talk about uh, John Elway, dude didn't win a Super Bowl until he was 38 years old. He was 38 years old. He went back to back. Then he went back to back. Yeah, okay, at 38. And then he went back to back. Yeah. But you want to look at his? And he also went, and he also went to one, his, what, his rookie or his second year in the league. Yeah, and lost. But, yeah, okay. He went to a few and lost. I get it. And, I, and, and that's why I think what, what we have to really consider is what do we put, you know, what, what do we give the quarterback and say this is the quarterback's, you know, kind of credit, and what do we blame on the quarterback? And if you're saying that the losses – that the Saints have had are on Drew Brees, the statistics scream otherwise. 
the statistics don't support that claim. They just don't back nope. that claim that it's Drew Brees. And like I said, Not we go to recent history and talk about a, a penalty that shouldn't have happened or a bad defensive play on Stephon Diggs that shouldn't have happened at the end of the game that blew two trips that could have been to the Super Bowl. I, I just think yep. I think you're the you're the Maybe. exact reason why I wanted to have this topic, which is I think people are not being fair to Drew Brees and not appreciating so, his greatness. Let, let me ask you this then, because you both have are kind of dismissing QB wins for the sake of your argument. What puts Tom Brady above Drew Brees? What? Well, I, I mean, I think Tom I Brady, Why is Tom Brady, if, 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 if Train, you're so dismissive, especially you, of, of success in the playoffs, why? I'm not. I'm not. If you say Brady, that, you didn't hear my argument. But go why ahead. Is Tom Brady, why is Tom Brady ahead of Drew Brees to you? I don't know that I said that. ahead of Drew Brees, but go ahead. I don't know that I said that. I just said uh, to To be honest, you, I'm, and I'm kind of on the same uh, with T when you say Tom Brady being a of head of GG and that's simply from my from from my perspective of of the quarterback position. Uh but let's just say I do entertain you and say, Yep, I give him I give him no, a I want your opinion. It, you, it's, it, you no, no, I'm I'm giving you no no, no 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 no. I'm finna I'm no oh if you ask me a, a, a pure quarterback position? Is that no because yeah. you just changed the question. Because you asked me no, one question, I'm a, I'm which I was about to answer, hold on, hold on. and then you asked me specifically, Z- wait out. a minute, no, 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 hold on, hold on, hold on, you just asked me, <laughs> you did just change you just, the question, you changed the question, because I was about to answer what you, what you asked, and now your question is, is he better at the quarterback position, and so, so which question do you want to ask me, I, I can answer well, either one. So my assumption is, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, that you mm-hmm. have Tom Brady over Drew Brees as a better quarterback. Mm-hmm. Correct? Is that correct? Slightly. Slightly, I do. Yes. Yes, slightly, okay. I do. And if so, well, being that you do, why is that? What edges Brady over Brees then? Uh, that's, that's why I said, that, see, that's, that is your first question. And so I said, if I wish to entertain, because I said, I don't know if I would, but a slight edge for me is the ability to consistently watch Tom Brady win those close games, get those fourth quarter drives, whether it be regular season or postseason. Mm-hmm. Like, I consistently have watched him get the ball the last two minute drives of fourth quarters and drive it downfield to put his team in position to win. Consistently. Like, it's been like, oh, Tom Brady got the ball, two minutes left? Like, we know who's about to win this one. We, we, we've seen it. That's, and that's, that's what the quarterback is supposed to do. So, that's and the my coach slight, manages that's the game. My the coach yes. manages the game in the second half to allow that, and, sure. and there are teams that have quarterbacks that can do that last drive, but they don't have the coaches that manage it properly, and then guess what happens? The other team comes down, and, and we, we saw it with, we saw it, what, the freaking Eagles against the Giants, the Eagles against the Skins. Like, the Eagles could have lost both those games, but 
those coaches didn't manage the clock, didn't manage the play calling enough to say, okay, we're going to make sure we have the ball last. Belichick does that. So there's a Belichick factor there too. But absolutely, Brady is the one orchestrating the drive and probably one of the best ever at, you know, that two-minute drill and getting in the end zone or getting in field goal range. Absolutely. I myself don't know, in all honesty, if I would say – I said Tom Brady is a no-brainer Mount Rushmore. But I also think Drew Brees is a no-brainer Mount Rushmore. I also think Peyton Manning is a no-brainer Mount Rushmore. So three right Mm -hmm. there. Those three yeah. right there to me. I, I, I would agree. And then, Absolutely. And then that fourth one, yeah, we might be able to have a debate on who that fourth one is. Could it be Favre? Mm-hmm. Could right. it be Joe Montana? Could it be Big Ben? Ben's had a, you know, I'm being fair. Ben's had a great career, you know, and he still, you know, hopefully comes back next year healthy. And, you know, that fourth guy, uh, Aaron Rodgers, maybe, I, I don't know. But, you know, there's a lot of people, I think, that fourth. I think JB said Joe Montana. Great choice, probably who, who I would pick. Um, but for me, three no-brainers are the names I mentioned. And then, yeah, it's hard to leave Joe Montana off that list. But to say who now when we talk about better, yes, most successful, hands down, Tom Brady. I mean, you know, most successful, hands down. But I don't know. I mean, if, he, if you're starting a franchise now and could pick any quarterback in the history of the game, you pick Tom Brady? I don't know how many people would. <laughs> you pick Tom Brady if you know you had Bill Belichick, but if you don't know you got Bill Belichick, <laughs> I don't know if you still pick Tom Brady. And see, that's Keep always a question mark right there. You know, when you take these guys out of the system that they learned, that they honed, that they made it their own, you know, you don't know what you, what you would get. But we saw Peyton Manning be successful under two different Yes. Head coaches. I yes, mean, we he did. we saw him do that. We, can't, we saw we Joe Montana see. do it too. For those of you yeah. old enough to remember yeah. him going to Kansas City and taking that team to the playoffs at forty mm-hmm. years old. Just mm-hmm. saying. Mm-hmm. We saw Jerry you know, Rice go to have... Oakland and, yeah. and and put up numbers at forty-two years old. Just saying, some players can play. Just put them out there; they're going to play. They're going to perform. Sorry, I just I had to say that. No, no, no. No, you're absolutely right. But she's be told, no, I haven't seen any Aaron Rodgers outside of, you know. Yeah, now you you can say he got his he got his second head coach that he's playing under, you know. But at first it was all it was all McCarthy, you know. You haven't seen Brady outside of Belichick. You don't you don't know what that looks like, you know. We have some uh, breeze. You we saw have some breeze. Yep, we saw huh? breeze. Two different clubs. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. breeze. Yep. Breeze, Breeze turned it Definitely. on. If he hadn't yeah, got, got injured, way, ain't no telling way, way better. what the Chargers would have done. But he got injured, and it almost made the decision easier for the Chargers that he got injured. They drafted. Yeah, they drafted Phillip Rivers uh, the same year after he got injured. And he not, still but, played yeah. for two more years. Let's, 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 let, hold on a second. Now, there's two things that we're forgetting. Number one, remember that Sean Payton was suspended for a year. How did yep. Breeze do that year? If I remember correctly, still did pretty good. So that same combination, coach and quarterback, we always talk about. He was without his coach, still put up the numbers. So that that's one thing that that we we kind of forgot about. The other thing that we've also forgotten about, or at least haven't mentioned, is all these other guys that we're talking about. 
a whole lot taller than Breeze. Breeze is only six feet tall. And he's mm-hmm. got offensive linemen that are six four, six five, six six. And this and this day yeah. and age, we've always talked about the stature of the quarterback up until the last few years when we see the more mobile quarterback. But in terms of pocket passers, six four, I think Eli six four, Peyton six five, Brady six four. All these guys are six three, six four, six five and up. This dude's barely six feet. And he's putting up the numbers that he's putting up. So that yeah. further adds to the to the point of, of this discussion and why he needs to be in there and why he's able to put up these numbers, how he's able to do it, being so short, relatively speaking, to the other quarterbacks that we're talking about. So we can't we can't let that fact that he's shorter than, than most of these quarterbacks discussed go by the wayside. That's extremely important. I think the um, other thing to keep in mind is ask let's ask ourselves these this question here. So Belichick and Brady have had a great dynasty. I said last week it's over. Um, I believe it's over. Um, we're going to talk about Belichick in a minute. But take Brady off that team. And, you know, Bledsoe gets hit and bringing someone in off the bench and say it's Drew Brees. How do you think Drew Brees does over the last 20 years with Belichick as his head coach? You know, how do you think Brady does in, in you know, San Diego and then in, in, the, in New Orleans? We'll never know. But I tell you this, I think it's a safe bet that Breeze would do just as well as Brady did under Belichick. I think it's a safe bet that Manning would do just as well. Mm-hmm. You know, and I'm not diminishing what Tom Brady has done. I, I, I conceded about a year or two ago that he's, He's the greatest quarterback ever, just based on everything, all of the factors. I have said that, greatest ever. Now, Breeze is still playing. Let's see by the time Breeze is done if he changes my mind and, and puts himself ahead of Brady in my, in my mind as a, as a quarterback because I just think he's phenomenal. But I do think the question that's always going to follow Brady for his entire life is going to be, could you have done it without Belichick? And if he doesn't, leave New England at the end of this year. Some people are speculating. There's a lot of noise up here about, um, you know, he put his house on the market. He, um, there was some stuff he was doing, local charity and some type of work that he stopped. And there's a lot of scuttlebutt that he's going to be moving. Now, you know, he's rich. He can move anywhere in the country and still play for New England. He's loaded, you know. But he might be getting ready to say, I need to go finish out my career. Remember, he said he's playing a 45. And, you know, he could be saying, you know what, I want my legacy to show that I was also successful without Belichick and Kraft. Because he, that's going to follow him everywhere. Just like Emmett Smith it's to this day. Yeah, but if Barry Sanders had been behind that offensive line, what would Barry Sanders have done? Right. That's going to follow him forever mm. because Barry Sanders did what he mm-hmm. did without that offensive line. So it, these are questions that may not – by the way, Emmett did actually say that he feels that Barry, if he had kept playing, would have been the first 20,000-yard um, running back in history. And I, and, and I appreciate Emmett saying that. That takes a big man to, to say something like that and recognize that, you know, in all honesty, Barry Sanders was a better running back than you. You had better numbers, but let's be real. Barry Sanders was a better running back. I mean, I'm a Cowboy fan, and I can say it. Um, so I, I think we got to keep an eye on what Brady does in the offseason and, 
And I think that question, if he stays with New England and nothing changes and he plays another year or two in New England, hey, God bless him. He had a great long career, a lot of Super Bowls, made all his money, you know, never have to work another day in his life. But we're always going to wonder, could Brady have done it under another coach in another system without Belichick? Could Belichick have done it without Brady? I mean, is that fair, though? Like, I hear that. My only problem with that is, you know, we're, like, using Tom's own success and stability that he and Bill share together. You know, it's you can pose that same question to Bill. Well, can you do it without yeah. them? You know, and, yeah, and it's, it is I, fair. I don't know. I, it's tough because it's like you don't want to you want to hold that against and punish them because we we don't know. But I mean, it's just tough. It's just tough. Like with with Breeze, with with Ben, um, with Peyton, they've done it with multiple head coaches. Um, you know, Ben with Cower, and then of course with Tomlin, and we obviously we don't know about the other guys too. But like, there's something to what Tom and Bill have in the sense that, well they haven't had a part because together they've been so successful. Like who knows how much it is you can credit towards Bill and how much you can credit towards Tom, but do we punish them for that? Like, I don't know. That part I struggle with because I get it. Like I get the hypothetical argument. It's just, it's a good question. I just, it's tough to answer. You don't yeah. think Michael Jordan hasn't had to live with the same question? In my opinion, well, still Phil? the greatest ever. No, no, yep. not, not yeah. well, not necessarily Phil, but Scotty. <laughs> oh, Scotty never won one without Scotty. Yeah, and I, I, yeah, and I've never liked that argument either. You know, I mean, because it's it's like we don't know, and you know, it's it's like you're punishing, it, you know, because you get that pose that same question as Scotty. Well, Scotty, would you could you win without Michael? I think well, probably not. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's a team game at the end of it. Um. I don't know. It's a fun hypothetical to think about. It just kind of stinks that, in a way, we could, like, knock these guys, too. Like, with the knock, you know, we'd be like, I hear that with Michael. You know, you hear that with really uh, Shaq and Kobe. I mean, well, that kind of bared itself out. They both did it on their own. You know, we, we just have these situations where, where two guys, you know, whether it's coach and player and a player with another player, um, if they play together their whole career and dominate, then, you know, it's, it's tough to say they would do one but or I think without the, re- the other because – but I, th- I think the reason that the question gets asked is because we want to figure out wh- what's the secret sauce, what's the formula here. When you see that level yeah. of greatness over 20 years, what's the catalyst for that level of greatness? And the two consistencies over the entire time, really three technically, is Robert Kraft, Belichick, and Brady. Mm-hmm. So the average layman wants to know, okay, you know, was it scheme? Was it talent? Was it both? Was it ki- what made this happen? It's a it's a natural question to ask, and you know, and I think it's it's gonna follow Brady wherever he goes unless he changes scenery or unless um, Belichick changes scenery. It's a valid it's a valid question. It really is, and especially if you want to walk around and be considered the greatest ever, then you're gonna be you're gonna be criticized too. That, that that title doesn't just come with money and accolades and yay rah rahs and shoot boom bahs. It comes with criticism too. Trust me, I know because yeah. you know several things that I do that I'm the greatest at. So I'm just saying, I understand that. Um, <laughs> anyway, <laughs> I, don't, I don't really understand what's so funny. I'm serious, but anyway, um, 
So um, <coughs> one 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 last topic, then we'll get your predictions on the Cowboys and the Eagles, because frankly, that's the only game that matters to me, and you know, um, that's just how I feel. Um, but it is, it is Fox game of the week for four twenty five on a on a Sunday game of the week. Um, but before we do that, I, I'm curious, you know, and I decided that you know we, we got on some other stuff. I don't really know what there is to say about um, Josh Gordon, so let's let's let it play out in the press and see what news we find, and let's pray for the guy. He's got a problem, I think, and let's just pray for him. You know. That's all we can do at this point. Agreed. But I do want to I do want to touch on Spygate because um, Train missed it last week, but you know we we talked about it a bit. Um, and and I do want to I want to acknowledge something that so when we came on the show last Tuesday, Shannon Sharp on Tuesday said that Bill Belichick should be fired. Okay, we did the show Tuesday Bye. night. I said Bill Belichick should be suspended a year based on what we knew at that time. He should be suspended for a year. The very next day, Shannon Sharp came on and said, Bill Belichick should be suspended a year. And Skip even called him out and said, but yesterday you said he should be fired. He said, yeah, well, he should at least get what Sean Payton got, which is a year, which is exactly what I said the night before. could be a coincidence. It could be, absolutely. But it's just kind of ironic that he, in one day, with no new news, no new information, he changed his story so much. But anyway, I digress. So, we now have heard, we've seen the video, we've heard the audio. We had opinions last week. I'm curious now, I'll start with K-Star, who specifically last week said, I don't really know enough to really have an opinion. We know a lot more now. So, um, K-Star, <laughs> what do you think now that you've heard, the, I'm assuming you've heard the audio, seen the video, um, I'm specifically asking about, not the organization, not Robert Kraft, I'm asking about Bill Belichick. Do you think Bill Belichick should be punished based on what you know to this date? No. And the re- only reason why I say no is because they gotta have they gotta have the center of evidence like he knew about it. If they get it, absolutely. It seems most likely that he has his hand involved in it. Not saying that's not the case. But I'll tell you one thing. If we were wrong and he got suspended, I think that'd be pretty fucked up um, for Belichick, not the organization. The organization should be punished for Bill himself. We need, we need, we need some, some sort, of, sort of a specific. I know it's not. Listen, I, I would love it if Bill was suspended. Like, that would be a competitive advantage for my Steelers. I'm just saying. No, I'm just responding to you. It would be a shame. Yeah, Everything right. It be a shame. And then he yeah, says he loves it, man. What are you, a man, an analyst or a fan? What are, what are you? I'm an analyst, bro. I'm saying, man, like, man. the fact of the matter is, you need you need to have evidence against the man, and and unless that until that happens, I don't think you can actually suspend him. I think you can do damage to the there, organization, there, not him specifically. There, there, there is something called circumstantial evidence because sometimes yeah, you don't get a smoking gun. It's just the way life works. Sometimes you don't get it, but you get so many indicators pointing in a certain direction. It's called circumstantial. And when you get circumstantial, if you believe more likely than not that that person is guilty, you can actually convict them in a court of law. So I'm just saying, um, you don't have a probability, gun, but sure. we certainly, we, sure. we got some stuff. Look here, man, this is getting old. This is getting real old, bruh. 
we're sitting here, we suspended I don't know how many people for Bounty Gate. All the gates that came came out of New England and nobody has been levied a suspension. Damn that. You're not going to sit here and tell me they don't know anything about this guy. Damn, look here. Suspend everybody. (laughs) Every last one of them. Everybody. Everybody. I don't care how many games he is, but they need to understand because they ain't been hit hard enough. <laughs> they ain't been hit hard enough. It's like you had your little child, you know, they call terrible twos, three, whatever they want to call. You spank them, they go back, they still stick their hand in them. You spank them again, they go back and they still. You spank them again, they go back and still hit their head in. You bust their ass upside their head. Oh, they're like, wait, wait a minute, wait a minute. That wasn't that that wasn't the same thing. What did you just do there? Yeah, now bring your little ass in here and do it again. Suspend <laughs> everybody. Stop hey, playing hey, with hey, these AJ, guys, man. AJB, hey, did I hear you say you get a suspension? You get a suspension? Is that what I heard? <laughs> <laughs> that, was, that was me. That was that was me. I'm dead serious, man. This is stupid. This is dumb. This doesn't even make sense, man. Like These dudes need to make. Mm-mm. All right. Uh, well, you know where uh, KB K stars on the fence. Chain's very definitive. JB, where you sitting at? The same as where I was last week. Same as where I was last week. I definitely agree. Need to be suspended. Even and and out. Let's 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 play devil's advocate. Let's say that Belichick telling the truth. Let's say he really doesn't know what's going on, which I don't believe, but let's just play devil's advocate in that way and say, okay, there's going to be a fall guy for it no matter what. And because of this still being the Patriots, I don't want to hear this crap about what was craft production and whatnot. It's still affiliated with the Patriots. Who is the head coach of the New England Patriots? Bill Belichick. And general manager. Further cements the fact that he's going to be the scapegoat no matter what. So my stance last week is unchanged for this week. And the news that came out between last week and this week is even more damning because we all by now have seen the clip. Damn, that's 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 bad, man. That's bad. So it, it, in case though, you right. Hand suspensions out. Just just give them out. Like like being at a, at the at the dealer table playing blackjack. Just just throw them cards out. Them suspension cards. Boom, boom, boom. Everybody get one. <laughs> so, 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 you know, I, I I look at it this way. Who honestly believes that anything goes on in the Patriots organization that Bill Belichick don't know about? Okay. Like, you know, is he involved in, you know, endorsement deals? Maybe not. Maybe that's the front office. Maybe that's Kraft and other people, maybe. But we're talking about someone going and filming scouts for some sort of bullshit web show called Do Your Job. Um, Do Your Job is a direct quote from Bill, um, Bill, uh, Bill Belichick. Direct quote, Do Your Job, right? Um, he has been penalized for filming sidelines before like there's there's and and if you listen to the guy and he's saying i'm filming the advanced scout and the bengal security's like you're like 
you know, he played it perfectly. He's like, okay, we're going to wait. I'm waiting to see the advanced scout. And the guy keeps talking. And, you know, in sales, he who, he who speaks first loses, <laughs> right? Um, so if you negotiate, keep your mouth shut and keep the salesperson talking. You'll win every time. Okay, just take it from me. Um, so, so the Patriots guy keeps talking. Keeps talking. You know, Bengals guy's just sitting there waiting to see what the guy said was coming. It never comes. He's just waiting. He's like, yeah, I don't see the advanced security guy. I said, oh, we can, I can delete this, and you know, uh, I didn't know I wasn't supposed to do this, but I can just delete it, and you know, but the damage is already done. Oh no, he wants to delete it. There's no way to get it back. Like he's talking too much. And I started thinking, if that's me, and I'm doing something that I didn't know I was supposed to be doing, I'm not over there defending myself after I did it. I'm saying, I didn't know. Take it up with my manager. Take it up with my boss. I didn't know I wasn't supposed to do this. And at some point, I'm going to get an attitude. Hey, hold on, bro. Why are you coming off on me? I just did what I was told. Now you're telling me I wasn't supposed to do this? Okay, cool. Here's the number. Call the office. Don't give me a hard time. I just doing what I was told, bro. I'm not over here talking about, oh, I can delete this and I can, you know. It's so obvious the dude is guilty that he was caught. I'm sorry. We've been down this road before, and there's documentation of if you get caught, here's what you say. And guess what? The guy got caught, and what did he say? Exactly what was documented from a few years ago. Exactly, almost word for word. So, K-Star, you're right. We don't have definitive evidence, but we've got enough circumstantial evidence. Bill Belichick, as far as I know, to this moment, unless something got blown up and we find out, you know, you know, you know, we, we, there's, you know, Lance Armstrong, right, won all those Tour de France's, and we found out he was doped up, so he lost all of those, you know, and, and you know, there's been different athletes, Marion Jones, and different athletes that, you know, that were dominant, and then we find out, and then like, oh, damn. So, pending us finding out something like that, which I don't expect, Bill Belichick's one of the greatest coaches ever. Certainly, hashtag, hashtag, end line, end line, that dude is phenomenal, strategizing, like, you know, phenomenal. Why he feels the need to do this stuff is beyond me. Maybe he believes that you ain't cheating, you ain't trying. Okay. But he deserves <laughs> to be penalized. He deserves to be penalized. And if it was up to me, you know what? it would be at least one year. At least one year out of the league. Go play golf for a year. Have a good time. You got more money than you'll ever know to do with. You penalize Sean Payton with no evidence mm. that Sean Payton knew about Bounty Gate. Everything nope. pointed to it was Greg Williams. Everything mm-hmm. pointed that Greg Williams did it on his own. But you said Sean yep. Payton is responsible for the organization. That's what you said. He's the head coach. Bam. He got penalized. Gone for the year. Sean Payton you got a crew out there filming the sideline of nope. your upcoming p- competitor? Filming the sideline of your upcoming competitor? This is a, this Who's is, trash right now. You're playing them in five days. They you're about to play the scene. Trash. It ain't even a race. It's the Bengals. Mm-hmm. The Bungles. <laughs> so to me, to me, there's more than enough circumstantial evidence based on the history that this man, I mean, I would let let him finish out the season. I wouldn't penalize the team this year, the fan base, the no, let him finish out this season. 
I'm okay with that. Then in the off season, you finish your investigation. You say, Mr. Kraft, Mr. Belichick, um, we're sorry, but, you know, and all that other, find them, draft picks, you do all that stuff too. You say, hey, next year, Bill, enjoy your golf for the year. You are prohibited from any contact with the organization for one year. Take care. Have a nice, have a nice one. Then let's see if Tom Brady can do it without Bill Belichick. Just saying. Him and the owner, both of them. Yeah, yeah. age, age yeah. forty-two. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. One thing though about the whole Bengals, like doing against the Bengals, I, I will say this: like when you think about mobs and criminal enterprises, you know they don't do it. Like even if someone is meek, like even if someone is timid, harmless, they're a criminal is still going to do what they do, right? They don't really care. They're going to take what they need to take. You know, they're going to make a hit that needs to be made, and they're going to do whatever they need to do because they are – this is what their behavior is. It's persistent. It's, it's The other factors don't matter. It's only the end game. I mean, when you look at the Patriots, if you were to say that they were a quote-unquote criminal organization, it would actually make more sense as to why they would still do it versus the Bengals because it doesn't matter how bad or good a team is. It just is what you do when you have that sort of mindset – um, and lack of uh, of moral, you know, uh, moral, moral compass, and your only mindset is, you know, just win, right? Just win. You know, it wouldn't I'd matter who you're playing. A little if it was against the Ravens. Yeah, right. Well, you know, been, you know, that could have been versus <laughs> the Ravens too. If it was I versus the Ravens, if it was, I would be surprised it if it was the Ravens. <laughs> I would right, remind right, you right. all that. The reason that they got caught the first time was because Eric Mangini was coaching the Jets and called Mm -hmm. Belichick and said, hey, look, I know what you do. Please don't do it to us. And Belichick would give him no assurances. And so then Mangini turned him in. So we don't know that. Uh, yeah, I was just gonna say that's like, this actually made me think about like the whole criminal organization aspect of that is that Mangini story where. He called him. He's like, "Hey, I know what you do. We can keep it, between, you know, amongst ourselves, like you know, professional courtesy. Given that I used to work with for you, whatnot, and whatnot, and you helped me get this job. Um, but you know, you can't do this for us. Like, I'm gonna turn you in. And Bill is just like, fuck out of here. We're gonna do what we do because it's what we do. And like the fact of the matter is, when Genie was like, all right, well, shit, you left me no choice. Because you know, if you think about that mindset of you know, Bill back then, it's like." He is just going to do whatever he feels necessary to win, and even if it's bending the rules or cheating, you know, gain any edge, even if it's immoral and wrong and, and breaking the rules, like he's going to do it, even if someone knows about it and threatens him. He just he just didn't care. Dude just didn't fucking care. He just he kind of responded like a mob boss. He'd be like, "All right, well, fine. I'm just still going to do what I got to do. Mob what you got to do." What's, what's up with these mob references, man? Wait, 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 wait. I, I, listen, man. I, I was just thinking about it. If you were to you watch a lot of mob organization, you watch Sopranos one of my movies. favorite shows ever. Yeah. yeah, you know that's TV, though, right? You, you know that kind of glorifies mob life a bit. Yeah, that's TV. Exactly. You know, it's not exactly how it really works. Just saying, that's TV. Just saying. But anyway, um, <laughs> um, all right. Last last item of the night. Um, I'm curious. Are you trying to ruin the Sopranos think. for me? Are you trying to ruin the fucking Sopranos um, for me? Is that what you're fucking trying to do? Uh, yeah, actually, I, I, yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, I am actually. That's that's. I came on the show with one intention: was to ruin the Sopranos for you. Um, okay. So I'm curious. I'm curious with arguably the biggest game of the weekend, a game that's going to get a lot of the discussion. The Cowboys going to Philly to play Philly. Uh, as of now, game time weather is in the 40s. 10% chance of precipitation. So weather may not be an issue. Um, Dallas, I believe, is a three-and-a-half-point favorite. The last I saw, that could have changed. Uh, I'm curious what you guys think. Um, you know, it, like I said, this is the game getting talked about everywhere all week. So let's add our two cents in and uh, let's start with uh, – well, let's start with the, the, the hater there, the hater, the soprano guy there, K-Star. Hmm. Where's this at? Is this in Philly? It's in Philly, yeah. All right. Um, By the way, just just as a just as a not that it matters, but just to give you something to help you something to think about. Um, Dak and Zeke, when they both play, have never lost to Philly. When they both mm-hmm. play, they've never lost to Philly. Just putting that out there. That interesting fact. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's pretty descriptive. Um, I don't know if it's predictive for this Sunday, though. I don't know. It may but, not be. It may not be. It may not be. Yeah. No, that's interesting. I didn't know that. That's, that's, yeah. um, I, that's why I'm I mean, here. For me, I appreciate that. For me, I, listen, I picked Philly to win the division. I kind of have to – I kind of – shut the fuck up. <laughs> I kind of have to <laughs> – <laughs> I kind of have to take them to win this game um, to see this situation through. But I got to be honest with you, Dallas is a more talented team. They should win this game, frankly. The, uh, Philadelphia struggled with Washington. I am with New York. Um, I mean, listen, Dallas has struggled too, but they just are they just such a talented roster, offensively, defensively. But you know, slide edge to Philly, they're home. Whatever, I don't feel good about it, but I'm gonna go Philly. Okay. The doctor himself, Train, what do you think? Cowboys. As Denzel would say, my nigga. Okay. Um. (laughs) 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 Sorry. If anybody got offended, I don't care. All right. um, uh, JB? Uh, yeah, obviously I'm gonna say Cowboys. It's just a matter of which version of what we gonna see. We see anything that resembles 48 hours ago? Oh man, it's gonna be on and cracking, boy. They know what's at stake, and I think they realize if they put all the pieces together, give us 60 minutes, what we've been screaming about all year. Um, it's gonna be a battle, but I expect them to win. So, in case though, you're right. I've been saying the same thing all all, all year long. Talent is what has gotten to them, gotten them to this point. Talent is going to get them through. So, Cowboys. Okay. Um, I will. I will mind you, mind everybody else or everybody that um, the Cowboys signed Malcolm Smith. Yep. Uh, today, he was the MVP of Super Bowl Forty Eight with the Seahawks. So very familiar with Chris Richard. Um, I I don't know. I believe I'm trying to look now. He might have played with the Chiefs this year. Um, 
I'm not sure yeah. where he played. He uh, oh Jacksonville. I guess it was that. Played two games with Jacksonville this season for being released in November. I thought it was the Chiefs for some reason, but okay, guess it was Jacksonville. Um, yeah, you thought yeah. For some reason, I thought it was, but okay. Um, Chiefs claim Terrell Suggs. I honestly thought Dallas might try to get him um, because of the same reason. Because of although Suggs is more of a DN than a linebacker, but I kind of thought they might try to try to claim him because of in case everybody, you know, uh, Van Der Esch is about to miss his fifth game. Something's up with his neck. They say it's not career-ending, career-threatening, but he's about to miss his fifth game. Um, they have a rookie linebacker that just broke his arm in the last game, so he's out. Joe Thomas has been injured, um, and Sean Lee, who, God bless him, played the game of his career last week, but he's got a peck and he's got a, a quad, and so, you know, we, we'll see. But they went out to get some some depth in the linebacker, which they sorely need. Um, so, you know, and, and Richard knows this guy from their time in Seattle. So, um, let's see if they can, uh, if they can um, you know, get some productivity out of him. But, hey, look, I, I, you know, I think that the Cowboys under Dak's leadership as quarterback have been a good December team. They have finished seasons well under Dak. This is this is their fourth year. Dak has not had a losing season yet. They've gone to the playoffs two out of three years, won the division two out of three years. Um, the Eagles just don't look very good. Let's just be honest here, okay? We saw what they did against the Giants. We saw what they did against the Redskins. These teams are 3-11. and 11. I know we talked a lot about records and stuff, but let's keep it. Let's keep it 100. The Giants and the Redskins are not very good teams. And they had to go down to overtime to beat the Giants and down to one of the last plays. And, yeah, the Redskins got a cheap last-second touchdown that didn't really, you know, forget that. Take that off. It was a one-score game. And the Redskins had to leave a good portion of the game. I actually thought the Redskins were going to win. Um, so everything is pointing to a Dallas victory. Dallas just needs to go in and do exactly what they did this past weekend. Whatever buttons were pressed, whatever motivational speeches, whatever whatever it is, just 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 let's let's keep it going. And they should, and I predict they will come out of this game with a victory on Sunday. And that's that. All right, good show. Let's get on out of here. Uh, K Star, final words. Yeah. Um hopefully Le'Veon Bell doesn't do anything versus us. You know, he got the revenge he has the revenge game spot this Sunday. Is he gonna play or is he gonna be bowling? Oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, my bad, my bad. <laughs> um hopefully bowling. But um yeah, so that'll be interesting to see how that turns out. Uh yeah, just looking forward to the games. It's already fucking week sixteen, so uh it's time boys. It's it's the end of it and we're about to Playoff lives are on the line, and it's the best time of the year, frankly. Okay. Um, JB, final thoughts. Final thoughts are real simple. 60 minutes of football. Got to play a full 60 minutes. Offense, defense, special teams. Repeat what you did 48 hours ago. Clinch that division. Let's go. Okay. That's the train. Final thoughts. Oh, man. So, first of all, good luck to y'all teams, man. Y'all still 
Oh, y'all still alive. You know, I already got my spot on the couch. Pretty goddamn warm. At least I get to see my squad next season. Uh, uh, second thing is, uh, I think um, K-Star's two offensive linemen only made the Pro Bowl because they whipped the shit out of Miles Garrett. I'm going to need nothing else for the rest of the season. So, my personal opinion, they did nothing but whip shit out of Miles Garrett. Boom. Pro Bowl selection. That's nice. I like that. I'm going to start promoting that type of shit. That's that's freaking awesome. And and lastly, uh, it was still good to see that even though we, I don't know what we're going to end up with, a winning season, a 500 season, or a losing season, we still got three Bears players in the Pro Bowl. That's, that's pretty cool. I like that. Wish we had more, but it is it is what it is. So good with you guys. All right, all right. Thank you much. Oh, thank you much. Oh, and one last thing. Even though we did suck, we still get our Sunday night game. <laughs> all right, there you go. All right, all right. Um, oh, it's good to have Doctor Rain on the show, man. Yeah, that was good. That was okay. Um, so not much for me to say. Um, go Cowboys! Big game on Sunday. And uh, so, so next Tuesday night is Christmas Eve. Obviously, there will be no Madden voice next Tuesday night to allow all of us and allow all of you. Because I know if we did a show, you guys would have to like not have your Christmas Eve dinners. Not have you. You'd have to be listening to the Madden Boys. So um, there'll be no show next Tuesday night. We will figure out. Um, there will be a show next week at some point. I'll get with these guys and see if we can align our schedules. If not, whoever's available. Maybe it'll be Monday. Maybe it'll be Thursday. I don't know. We'll figure it out. I'm on vacation, so I'm wide open. But uh, I'll talk so am to my co-host. We'll figure some stuff. All right. So uh, you know, we'll we'll text or something. We'll figure out. Um, there will be a show next week. It just will not be Tuesday or Wednesday. So we'll enjoy our, our Christmas Eve and Christmas Day, and um, we want everybody to enjoy theirs. We might see you on Monday. <laughs> um, you know, where I can come in and you know play. You know, you you, you know that 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 thing I like to play. Y'all 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 know what that is. That's the thing that. Um, how's it go? I just um, I, something like. How about them cowboys? Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. So, planning on playing that next week. So, all right, so everybody, thanks, great show, guys. Everybody, enjoy your weeks. Enjoy football. We'll see you at some point next week. If we don't do a show before Christmas, anyone out there that celebrates Christmas, Merry Christmas. If you don't celebrate Christmas, whatever you do, celebrate. Enjoy your holiday. Um, next week, and we'll catch you after Christmas, possibly. We'll catch up with you. Anyway, we catch you. One thing is for sure on Sunday, actually, there's three games on Saturday. Don't forget, Saturday's football all day, too. All of these feuds will be settled on the field. We'll catch you guys next week. Good night, everybody.
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.